Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys listened in last week. I had a special guest, Rosenda Valenzuela, and we talked about homemaking, and that podcast got a lot of good, positive feedback, and a lot of you resonated with it. So I'm so thankful. If you haven't heard it, go take a listen. Today, we're going to talk about um, minding your own business. We're going to look at having a critical spirit. We're going to look at it from both sides. Like when we have a critical spirit of others, which is why I say we need to mind our own business, or how it feels to be even on the receiving end of others having a critical spirit. Before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum and online classes. We have used Apologia for many years. What I love about them is they have everything from K to 12. They have math. They have um a Bible, a very new Bible curriculum. They have worldview curriculum, history and government. They have planners. And of course, their um, very uh, wonderful science curriculum, which is what we use. We've also used health and nutrition. Right now, if you're new to homeschooling, you can access a free curriculum planning guide packed with homeschool information and encouragement from Apologia. They have a lot of free resources on their website uh, for encouragement. They have kids activities. So go check out everything they offer at Apologia.com. So I'm sitting here, I'm not even joking, in my heated blanket with the snow falling out the window. And I know it sounds all beautiful and lovely, but I am not made for winter. And so it is beautiful. It is lovely, but I am freezing. So I'm sitting here in my heated blanket and uh, dreaming about the days of summer when I can be outside and sit in the sunshine because right now everything is covered in ice. It's like we live in the tundra. We haven't even had temperatures above freezing for a long time. I don't know, a week at least, more. Um, so everything is just like buried under snow and ice and it's cold. So I want to hear from you guys. I told you all recently that we switched our podcast host, which means that that means nothing for you. You just keep listening as always, rate and review it, share it, whatever, wherever you're listening. Um, but for me, I have a cool little place now where you can go to anchor.fm slash simply living for him. You can listen to the episodes there. You can also send me a voicemail. And I want to hear from you guys. If you want to leave a question, we can do a whole episode of readers questions. So you can go to uh, anchor.fm slash simply living for him. You can leave me a question for an upcoming episode for a Q&A episode, or you can just simply leave me a message. Hey, if you have prayer requests, you can use that. Um, or you can always, of course, email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com or direct message me on any of my social media, Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. But I just think it's really cool to have another way to connect with you guys where I can hear your voice in a voicemail. 
So head over and check out anchor.fm slash simply living for him. Also, I am super duper duper excited because our in-person event uh, is coming up in March. We're having a ladies day out March 12th in Chester, New Jersey. This is for all women. This is not a homeschooling event. This is any woman who needs encouragement or who just wants to get out for the day with other ladies and learn about Jesus. We will be meeting um, at Grace Bible Chapel in Chester, New Jersey from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Lunch is provided. Doors will open at 9.30 for the event. There'll be about three main sessions that I will be sharing. Um, The topic is, but do you know him? Because many of us think we know God or we know about him. But what does the Bible really say about him? And how does that change how we look at ourselves and our purpose and our calling and our our identity and uh, who we are? So I am super excited because I've been putting the sessions together for this. And I'm just on fire for it. So we're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to eat. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to have fun in person. It's just a $10 donation to the church as a registration fee. So I encourage you, because space is limited, to go to simplylivingforhim.com and register today. Also, I am doing a Simply Living for Him ladies retreat this summer. Again, we are back after four years of a hiatus. We didn't mean for it to be that long, but hey, COVID got in the way. And we are finally getting back to do a retreat out in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. July 13th to the 15th, space is definitely limited and space is filling up. So please register today. Grab your early bird ticket at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat. The theme of that retreat is sit at his feet. And I cannot wait to sit at Jesus's feet with all of you for two days and spend some beautiful time in fellowship in the word. Uh, We'll have worship, we'll have prayer, we'll have food, and we will be at an amazing, gorgeous setting. I'm telling you, there is nothing like the sunrises at this location. The lodges at Gettysburg is to die for. It's just beautiful. So join us this summer, July 13th to the 15th, and you can register at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat. So how are you guys doing out there? I have been loving getting messages from you. I have been loving hearing from you. Uh, I had a lot of good feedback last week, like I said, on Rosenda's podcast. So that was super fun. And um, I'm planning on having my son be on this podcast, but he's hard to nail down these days. You know, he's a teenager, busy working and doing his thing. Um, But if you had a strong-willed child, which I had one, a very, very strong-willed child, and it was very, very challenging, I'm going to give you so much encouragement, not just from me, but you're going to hear from him, the strong-willed child and how he grew up and all that God has done in his life. And it's so encouraging for all of you out there because when I was in the trenches, I just would have wanted to hear that it's going to be okay. And it is. So that will be coming up soon. Uh, We'll see in the next few weeks. So today I wanted to talk about, I talked about it on my devotional this week. If you guys don't know, I do uh, YouTube devotionals Monday, Wednesday, Friday on my YouTube channel. And uh, one of them that I did this week was on this idea of a critical spirit. I want to look at it from both sides, from, you know, you having a critical spirit. But before we approach that, because I'm, I, Believe me, I have a critical spirit at times. We all do. I want to like remind us, you know, what the Bible says about that. But I also want to look at it from both 
sides of the story because I've been on the receiving end of a critical spirit. I'm sure you have as well. And when we look at it, you know, both ways, we're going to be less prone to have that spirit, you know, to criticize others because we know how it feels to be criticized. So I don't know about you, but sometimes, I mean, by the nature of what I do, because I put my life out there on the internet um, and, you know, podcasting and things like that, I'm just inviting people to criticize me. I know that because it's part of what I do. But, you know, I sometimes shut down when I start to feel like I'm under a microscope because I'm like, hey, I'm just doing the best I can. And I, you know, really do believe that, you know, I'm trying my best and I'm trying to live for the Lord. And yet I mess up all the time. And so when you have others speak into your life in negative ways, it really affects me. And we've talked before on the podcast about not, you know, caring what other people think. I did an entire episode about that years ago. You know, you are really living for God. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to put the blinders on, but we have to. Because if we um, are walking through our life and pleasing the Lord and our goal is to live for him, we will be less prone to let that criticism affect us. However, sometimes it just does, right? I mean, when you have a daughter who gets married fairly, you know, quickly, her engagement was three, four months, um, and she's young, you know, I didn't even, even if she wasn't young, I mean, you add that into it and there, people talk, but it, which I didn't expect. I didn't expect to get comments like they got engaged. And I was like, oh, you know, this is so wonderful. We were so happy. We love, love, love our son-in-law. And, you know, you got kind of sometimes people, they give you their opinion. Um, And I was surprised by that. But even if she wasn't young, just the very act of having a wedding, everybody has an opinion. You should do it this way. You should do it that way. And it's like, really? People care that much? So I saw a lot of criticism just in those things, you know, um, or people's opinions about, you know, how the wedding should be. And I mean, it's just like, you know what? This is nothing to do with you. Why do you care what their wedding is? <laughs> but you would just, you know kind of get that kind of stuff. I mean, certainly as a homeschooler, oh my goodness, I faced so much criticism from others. Um, Definitely when the kids were younger and definitely I remember just like going to the grocery store and somebody would say, oh, why aren't they in school? And you say, you're a homeschooler and they look at you like you have, you know, three eyes on your face. And not so much nowadays. Now people are like, oh, you homeschool? Yeah, go you. But back then, people thought you were weird. And so I would get people, I mean, I remember people saying to me, like, how do you stand being with your kids all day? Like, how do you, how do you stand it? And I remember thinking, that's an odd thing to say. They're my kids. Or, you know, I remember getting the, how do you homeschool? You're not a teacher. I remember somebody at my son's baseball game saying that to me. They were like, oh, are you a teacher? And I was like, no. And then they're like, well, then how do you even do it? And, you know, there's these criticizing type of um, statements that are made. And they would really affect me. I mean, and it can be from anything, from like a big life decision, like homeschooling, or even having more children. I remember having my fourth and people being like, another one. I mean, I know for many people out there that have larger families, it's not a big deal. But for me, I remember people being like, 
oh, you're having another one. And it's like something so personal and big and between the Lord and my husband and me and people like think they can share their opinion. It's so crazy. Um, So we want to keep that in mind that when we are criticizing others, let's remember how it feels to have people put us under the microscope. You know, there's that verse in Luke where it says, why, you know, take the speck out of your brother's eye when you have a log in your own, right? And it's like, you know, we are just as bad as anyone. Like we all fall short. We all um, are sinners. And we need to just, like I said, mind at the beginning of the podcast, I said, mind your own business, right? If we could just mind our own business and work on ourselves and stay in our lanes, so to speak, as people say, you know, and keep it between us and the Lord. But that critical spirit that comes out when we have a critical spirit on others, <clears throat> We really have to stop and notice something. A critical spirit is a response in the flesh. And instead, or I shouldn't say a response, it's a reaction. That's the word I want to use. A critical spirit is a reaction in the flesh. We react to the things that are going on. We react to what that person is doing, or we react to the circumstances that are happening to us, and we complain, and we fret, and we're negative, and we have, you know, bad thoughts. We react. We react in the flesh because this is quite interesting. I was looking up something about a critical spirit, and, you know, it said that it really comes from something that is good. Our desire for perfection actually is placed in us because, you know, God is perfect and holy and just, and someday we will be sanctified and we will be perfect with Him. But because we're not right now, we have this desire in us for things around us to be perfect. And they're not. So what we've done is we've taken a good thing, our desire for things to be perfect, and we've kind of twisted it and turned it on ourselves and been like, well, we want things our way. And you know what? Sometimes we have to admit that it's never going to be perfect on earth. There is no perfect person out there. So let's stop tearing everyone down. Everyone makes mistakes. There is no perfect circumstance out there. There are no perfect situations out there. And so we look at it and instead of reacting in the flesh, we respond by the spirit. So when we respond to others or re- in the spirit or we respond to circumstances in the spirit or we respond to situations that are happening to us in the spirit, it is very different than reacting in the flesh. We respond by the spirit and the fruits of the spirit become evidence in our life when we stop thinking in the flesh and let the spirit take over and then those things that are produced are love joy peace patience faithfulness kindness goodness self-control right i want to respond to others gently especially when my kids were little like i've really grown in this area but when my kids were little i didn't have a lot of patience i did demand perfection sometimes and that was like reactionary parenting i was reacting because they weren't behaving perfectly well guess what karen 
their kids. They're not going to. It's my job to point them to Jesus, who's going to help perfect their behavior. But it is not instantaneous. And I can't expect them to behave like little adults. And quite frankly, I'm an adult and I behave badly sometimes. So then we respond by the Spirit and we're gentle and we give grace. Now, there is a difference. I am not saying that means we let them get away with bad behavior and we don't discipline them. I'm not saying that we don't respond to sin, but we don't react by the flesh. By saying, boy, you can't ever do anything right, can you? Boy, you made a mess. Look at that, what you did. You're always making a mess. You know, it's that, that, that critical spirit, that reactionary parenting. But when I respond by the spirit, and not the critical spirit, when I respond by the Holy Spirit, it's like, you know what, sweetheart? You made a big mess there, but let's clean it up. I'll help you, but I want you to take responsibility for cleaning that up because the Lord tells us to take good care of our things and to be a good steward of our things. And I'm glad you had fun and I'm glad you played today with all your toys, but we can't be, you know, uh, we can't steward our things well if we're just leaving them out and making a mess. So you need to take responsibility and you need to clean up your stuff. I'm telling you, if I was a kid, I'd want to hear the second reaction and not the first. And I'm the first to admit that when my kids were little, I did much too much reacting with a critical spirit rather than responding by the Holy Spirit. A critical spirit comes from our flesh, right? Um, It could be You know, anything like our husband does something and it's bothering us. And we're like, why do you always have to do that? Why do you have to, why do you have to say it that? Why do you have to talk that way to me? Or we can respond by the spirit and have grace and patience and love and say, you know, I really don't like what you just did. And I want to let you know that that is something that bothers me or whatever it is. I mean, there's a completely different way. And then the hope is that the other person is also going to respond by the Spirit, right? Because we're walking by the Spirit and they are going to respond much better to that. Otherwise, we have one reacting in a critical way and the other is going to react right back in a critical way. And so, you know, this whole idea of a critical spirit, there's there's people like, you know what I'm talking about. There's people that like, no matter what's going on, they see the glass half empty. And no matter how good the circumstances are, they're still looking at the negative side of things. And then there's the folks that are like positive and no matter what's going on, they see the good in it. And those are the people that I'm drawn to. Those are the people that I want to be more like. You know, and I always say, I like to say, there's those that see the ha- the uh, glass half empty. There's those that see the glass half full. And there's those that say, hey, I've got some water. I want to share it with you. They're not even noticing the quantity. They're just like, hey, I've got some. Would you like some? And that to me is responding by the spirit, right? So a critical spirit is truly you know, born out of um, our flesh. And, out of, you know, it says in uh, Romans that we can either walk by the flesh and think about things of the flesh, or we can walk by the Spirit. And that is what gives life. 
and think about the things of the spirit. A critical spirit can start right there in your mind. You know, many people think if they're not saying it out loud, it's okay. Like, I'm going to just tear down. I just talked to my friend and I smiled and, you know, and we had a great conversation and I was very kind towards her. But then as I get home, I'm driving home and I'm thinking, why did she say this? Why did she say that? I can't believe her kids do that. I can't believe her house looked like that. I mean, really? It's basically number one lying because you're just turning around and acting a different way. But at the other hand, just because you're not saying something out loud doesn't make it okay. I think I talked about this uh, recently when I talked about gossip. Just because you're not gossiping with others openly out loud doesn't make it okay in your mind to be tearing down others. Number one, God knows our thoughts, so we can't get away with it. Um, And number two, again, it's that we're feeding the flesh. And the problem with thinking negative thoughts or critical criticizing people or having these, um, you know, kind of uh, negative thoughts towards others or a complaining spirit in our mind, that even if we're not saying it out loud, it's going to be evident in our actions because what out of, you know, our heart, our actions flow and out of our thoughts is where it all begins. It will eventually become evident by our actions and by our behaviors. And so we want to nip it in the bud in our minds. So if we start having thoughts, whether it's about other people, whether it's about a situation that's happening, you know, if we're like, why does this always have to happen? You know, this is, this is, uh, you know, that kind of that complaining in your mind over and over. If you're starting to go down that road of just, you know, just criticizing others or other things, just stop in the moment and ask yourself why. Why? Does it matter to you if somebody else is making choices that you don't agree with? Like, does it affect you? Now, I'm not, I'm going to say right now, I'm not talking about, you know, you have a friend and they're deep in sin and they're doing sinful things. And obviously, that's discernment. So there's a difference here between just criticizing them or b- biblical discernment, because if you're discerning and you're, you know, knowing that they are sinning and doing something wrong out of the spirit, the love for them overtakes the criticizing of them because you truly desire them not to sin and you desire the best for them because you love them. And so you're not going to tear them down or criticize them. You're hopefully going to come alongside them and help them to get out of that sin. And so I'm not saying that if somebody's doing something that's outwardly sinful, that we don't disagree with it. But when you're just criticizing in your mind and you're not really doing anything to help them out of love, that's the difference. Um, there's this, you know, this, this just complaining spirit that it is everywhere in our world today. I mean, take one look at your Facebook feed. Is it edifying or is it filled with critical spirits? I bet if you went four posts in, you're going to find one, two, three, maybe even four of somebody either. Oh, I'm just venting, right? I'm just venting. But think about it. 
it, it begets more criticism. One person starts, the next person chimes in, and before you know it, you have a whole slew of comments, and everybody's just going down that wrong road. And then, even if you don't comment, just you're reading all that negativity, all that criticism, and it, it affects you. It truly affects you. What you're putting into your mind affects what comes out in your behaviors, and it affects your spirit. And so don't even like just keep scrolling on by. But like what I'm saying is our culture, our society is just breeding this culture of complaining, of discord, of everybody just criticizing one another. I mean, I won't even get into like celebrities and things like that, but it's literally just that's all it is, is tearing others down. That is not walking by the spirit. And so don't have anything to do with it. Don't partake in it. We should not, you know, join in it. We should be free from that spirit. We don't want to get caught up in the criticism, the complaining, the negativity. And like I said, it's hard these days because it's really the cultural norm to complain. I mean, you see people at the grocery store. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm just so busy. Oh, I'm just hanging in there. Hanging in there? You've got a life to live that God created you for. I mean, I get it. We're all just hanging in there these days, right? Because life is hard. But you know what I mean? Like, when are we going to stop just hanging in there and realize that we have a life to live that Jesus hung on a cross for? And, you know, we're reducing our life down to this thing that we just do to just get by because it's so hard. Well, guess what? I don't want to live that way. I want to live with the fruits of the Spirit, with joy. I want to live with love for others. I want to live with that humble and gentle spirit. I want to live filling my life with grace for others. I don't want to be living my life just complaining day to day. I get it. This world is not easy, and praise the Lord, it's not our home. I get it. Circumstances these days are beyond anything I ever dreamed we'd be living in, right? But guess what? It's always been that way. Studying history with my kids, we just witnessed uh, in reading our history the fall of the Roman Empire. Like, life was never easy thousands of years ago either. I mean, people were thrown into the lions for their faith. People were burned at the stake. I mean, let's face it. We don't even know the hardships of some other uh, generations. I think I talked about this before, but I think it was like the Black Plague or, you know, one of these big, I forget the name, uh, uh, pandemics. I think it was 50 to 75% of the entire population died from this plague. So that means like half to three quarters of your family members gone. And so let's put things into perspective before we start complaining and being filled with a negative spirit. You know, when we're filled with a negative spirit, we're supposed to be the aroma of Christ out there in the world. We're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. We're supposed to be representing Christ. Are you a pleasing aroma? Are you representing Christ when you're engaging with that critical spirit? But when you are operating by the Holy Spirit and you are responding to the spirit, 
people are going to notice you for sure because there's something different. There is this beautiful aroma among the stink of this world. And so I want to encourage you today, like I said before, if we look at it from both ways, I know how it feels to be on the receiving end of a critical spirit, and I don't want to make others feel that way. I want to show them Christ. And if you find that you've just been consumed by negative thoughts, ask yourself, why is that? Is that because you're walking by the Spirit? It's not. And if you don't know how to get out of it, I would just say, I would start by spending time with the Lord. Number one, pray. Ask Him. Say, Lord, I just realized I have a very critical spirit. I don't want to be this way. Are you noticing that you're criticizing your kids more than you're uplifting them? And I'm not saying this, again, is not a pass for them to be, okay, well, you know, they can sin and they can misbehave and we don't have to discipline them. That's not what I'm saying. There's a huge difference in disciplining in love by the spirit and disciplining out of a critical spirit. And like I said, it's not saying that it's okay that people are maybe doing things sinful. It's how you respond. And are we tearing others down or are we lifting them up, right? Are you having thoughts, you know, that are more negative than positive every day? Are you in that woe is me mentality every day? Or are you like, hey, I was saved by Christ. I get to live for him (laughs) regardless of what is going on around me. That's the joy of the Lord. And so pray, ask the Lord to reveal that to you. Say, oh my goodness, I just realized, Lord, that I'm not living with joy. I am living with a critical spirit. And only you, Lord, can take that and change that. Only you can transform that, Lord, and surrender it to him. Don't try so hard. The fruits of the Spirit are evidence of Him working in you, not because you've tried harder to have faith and patience and self-control. You can try all you want. If you're not operating by the Spirit, you're trying in the flesh. So surrender it to the Lord and simply ask Him and then commit to pray for that every day. In the morning, say, Lord, help me to not have a critical spirit today. Help me to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help me not to react in my flesh, but to respond by the power of the Spirit. And then spend time in his word because his word is what is going to renew your mind. You can spend time on Facebook and you can read all the other critical spirits out there or you can spend time in his word and be filled up by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is alive and active and powerful and transforming. When you are filled up more on the word, it is going to transform you. When you're filled up on the news headlines and the other critical spirits out there and engaging in gossip or engaging in other people tearing others down or engaging in complaining. It's just going to beget more of that behavior, that fleshy response. So I would encourage you to do those two things, to take it to the Lord and to fill your mind with his word. If you've never opened a Bible before, you send me an email, leave me a voicemail at Anchor FM. I anchor.fm slash simply living for him. I will send you a Bible for free. No questions asked. If you have questions though, I'd be happy to answer them. 
You can join us in our Simply Living for Him online community where we are women in the Word every day, encouraging one another to get in the Word, because that is where the transformation begins by filling our mind with the truth and not listening to the lies of this world. Satan wants us to complain. It says in Philippians, do all things without complaining. And guess who wrote that? Paul. And guess where he was? In jail. If Paul can write that and have the joy of the Lord, Philippians known as his book of joy, if he can write a book of joy while in chains, you can also go to the grocery store and not complain about the line being too long. It's how we look at our circumstances. We have the joy of the Lord. Let's live like it. Let's stop living uh, like the rest of this world. And again, we want to mind our own business. We don't want to be tearing others down because they are living a life that's between them and the Lord. Just like I don't want others tearing me down because I'm doing the best I can trying to live, you know, this life that is hard and I'm trying to do it with God at the center. And so let's remember that we don't want to be on the receiving end of criticism. So why do that for others? So I want to hear from you guys. Is this something you have struggled with? Is this something you deal with? Is this um, something you've overcome? I've noticed over the years that I have been overcoming a critical spirit, at least at home with my family and my kids and my husband. I definitely was letting a critical spirit take over much too much in their early years um, and much too much with my husband sometimes. And sometimes now I just stop when I feel like I'm getting in that kind of nagging spirit or uh, just kind of that negative heart. I kind of just stop and I don't say anything. It's like, you know what, Karen, if you got nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. And what I've noticed is then a little while later, these positive words start coming out of my mouth. I want to have gentility. I want to be humble. I want to be, you know, um, giving grace. And sometimes I notice if I just stop and don't react in my flesh, just keep my mouth shut, mind my own business, the power of the Spirit does take over. And that's been very helpful. And I've I've noticed I've just um, definitely have been more aware of, you know, if I notice people around me, like, you know, starting to complain, I'm just like, you know what, do we have to? Do we have to do that? Or I notice people around me start to have that kind of negative mindset of criticizing others. It's just like, you know what, is this conversation really going to bring about any good? You know, sometimes people tear down others just to make themselves feel good. We have Christ. We don't need to do that. We have Christ. We have all the good we need in him. We don't need to make ourselves feel good by putting down others. My goodness, we have Christ. And so let's live like it. So I hope this encourages you today to look at a critical spirit, maybe in a different mindset, or maybe you hadn't looked at it that way before. And like I said, I want to hear from you. So either leave me a message or email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com, or you can always uh, message me on my Instagram or my Facebook. I want to continue the conversation. I want to know what you think, um, if this is something you've dealt with. And just as you go about your day, just try to keep an open mind to yourself and be like, you know what? I'm not really spreading the aroma of Christ in this stinky world. I'm just blending in. And you want to, uh, you know, be that that beautiful, fragrant aroma that shows people the beauty of Christ. So we're not going to react in our flesh. We're going to respond to the power of the Holy Spirit. So I hope this encouraged you today. If it did, let me know. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.